Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blackhawks on Tap postgame show, a Four Feathers podcast production brought to you by the On Tap Sports Network. I'm Johnny Nani, joined with Tony Marchese after a fucking embarrassing loss to the Detroit Red Wings by a score of 2-1 to one on Friday night here, March 6th. Tony, um, this one was fucking embarrassing. This is the first time that uh, the Blackhawks have played the Detroit Red Wings. I don't know why we're getting the wet the Red <laughs> Wings. Wings. You had it too there yeah. a little bit. It's because we've been drinking. Uh, but uh, this is the first time that I've gone through a Red Wings and Blackhawks game and not been able to say Detroit sucks. Not one yeah. time. Not one Bla- time tonight. Could, could, did we even say it? No, we didn't even say it once because the Blackhawks suck tonight, Tone. Yeah, and that's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it was fucking embarrassing. Uh, like I said, Detroit, uh, worst team in the league by at least 20 points heading into this one. Uh, Blackhawks, you know, sure coming off the end of back end of a back-to-back. Steve Conroy, if you saw the uh, first part of the postgame show, gave all the excuses for you. Um, Adam Boquist out last minute. Uh, you know, Lucas Carlson out with... Uh, Johnny, save the fucking excuses. That's what I'm saying. Save, I, I'm saying save they're, the excuses. They're all there. I don't care about the excuses. This is the worst team in the league. You absolutely had to beat them. Um, it, it doesn't matter what scenario you're Playing them in, I don't, I don't, um, I've heard I've heard stuff come. Like, oh, Corey Crawford shouldn't have been starting tonight. Malcolm Subban wasn't the answer. Yeah, uh, I yeah, agree. If you're gonna, the Hawks got in late. It's a it's Detroit. Yeah, you could have fucking drove there this morning <laughs> and, and been ready for this game. Practice in Chicago this morning. You could have drove to Detroit on a fucking bus and been more ready. Fucking pump ACDC the entire time yeah. you're on your way there. Hit the smelling salts when you get off the bus. Walk into the fucking arena and play some goddamn hockey. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah, I'm tired of this shit too. You know, things look good for a while there. Uh, Blackhawks just beating one of the most explosive teams in the league in uh, Edmonton Oilers last night uh, by a score of four to three back at the UC. Obviously, that's the first. Uh, part of that back-to-back that everybody's mentioning in these excuses here. Um, but the Blackhawks did not come out ready to play in this one. Um, the things were even in the first period shot total-wise, 9-9. Uh, nine nine. But, you know, Alex Dabrinkit, uh, maybe this the tone of this game changes a little bit, Tony, if he ha- is able to bury one of those chances uh, on that two-on-one with Drake Kajula there. Well, you got to elevate the puck. Yeah. And that's, I mean, he got a little bit of elevation on it, but just not enough. Um, tried to get it off the rebound. That didn't go in either. Uh, but I'm not going to blame this one solely on Debrinket no. either. I'm just um, saying maybe yeah. things. It, it, that's early on. That was about yeah. what, five there was minutes another. In, there so, was another yeah. chance they had uh, under like the three-minute mark there yeah. uh, in the third with the goalie pulled uh, that could have gone in, just grazed the post. Was that Debrinket yeah, again? Yeah, it was another one-time. Yeah, it was a one-timer then that time. You know, I'm not going to blame him for the loss. Uh, but there just seemed to be a lack of energy, a lack of trying. You kind of saw the Hawks go through the motions in this. And, and Johnny, this is something that I've said countless times, and this is probably on repeat for anybody that listens to this show. Playing down to your opponent is lame and weak, and that's exactly what the Blackhawks did tonight. They played down to the Detroit Red Wings and, and, and just let them in. Yeah, no, they absolutely did. Uh, the second period is where the damage came in. We're going to work on our first. Yeah, um, second period, those where the damage came in. Just 20 seconds in, Tyler Bertuzzi, um, you know, a little bit of breakdown in the middle of the ice there. He finds himself uh, open and is able to bury it. Uh, Ron Luce and I talked about it on the post-game show after Edmonton last night. Tony, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, if there's three guys to look out for, it would have been Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, number two, and Anthony Mantha, number three. Um, I guess you could interchange a couple of those as well because Mantha's been injured for a little bit this year, so his point total probably doesn't reflect what he is. But uh, Bertuzzi able to find it. You know, he's their lone all-star representative. Uh, how do you lose him in the middle of the ice? Uh, granted, they did, though. So that, that starts off the second period that was just terrible for the Blackhawks. Um, just terrible. 
It was terrible. Uh, Eleven to seven, they were outshot in that one, outchanced. Uh, you know, you're talking about scoring chances, high danger chances, uh, outchanced in all of those categories there in the second period. Uh, the second goal for the Detroit Red Wings came at the 10:05 marker. Uh, it was Robbie Fabry, a one timer on the power play, and uh, we talked about this a little bit on our emission shows. But you know, w- with those two defensemen out, you would think that the other ones that are mainstays would step up. Uh, but no, it was Connor Murphy finding himself in trouble a lot tonight, Tony. Uh, Con- Connor Murphy uh, just could have lived in the penalty box tonight, Johnny. For uh, at least for the most important least, stretches. Yeah, for the yeah. most important stretches. And then uh, there was a really bad play by Ali Mata too. First time I've ever noticed him on the ice, like almost <laughs> well, at I'm, all this year. I've noticed. Yeah, uh, you've noticed him. But when I say notice, I mean have picked out a clear mistake almost. Uh, I pick out a lot of passes. But yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying turnovers, yeah. just bad choices. Um, he hasn't been as noticeable uh, in that regard. And maybe that's because yeah, I was focused. Yeah. Maybe that's because I was focusing on Gustafson for so long. Yeah. So I'll give him that. There, there was a little bit of benefit to the doubt there. Um, yeah. But just all around defensive play, no good. And then let, let's talk about the breakout a little bit tonight. Nothing was crisp. No. No, nothing at all. I mean, you're talking about the last two games where it actually looked really good, especially the second period. After the first period of the Anaheim game through the second period of the Oilers game, uh, the last two games that they had at home this week, everything looked really good, and everything was crisp. And tape what, to tape. Yeah. And, tape and to that, tape and, passes. And I, I was hoping that that would continue tonight, especially against a team where you're bound to have plenty of time and space. Um, but... Shit, like you had said, uh, uh, breaking out of the zone, uh, trying to enter the zone. Nothing was clean. Everything was bobbled. Uh, everything was kind of tipped awkwardly or tipped right to, uh, unfortunately, a defensive player. Or just tipped, yeah, not even just to a defensive player, just tipped all the way into the back. Get pucks deep. Yeah, that's great. But get pucks deep when uh, you've got four, defend- four defending Red Wings uh, in the zone and nobody else with you. Yeah. Uh, there was another play. Um, who was that that entered the zone? Yeah, Brandon Nobody, Saad, Brandon just Saad enters the zone alone completely. Um, you'd like somebody to be on the other side of the ice. Pass the, it over to the, the, th- the thing with that is there was only two Red Wings, def- you know, defenders in that zone there, so their forwards are going off for a change there. And you know, I, I understand that there's a lot of interchange at the boards there at that time, and and you may be the longer one. But holy shit, man! When you when scoring chances were a little bit few and far between tonight. For the Blackhawks, at least it seemed like, at least in the crispness of them, when you have that kind of opportunity, someone's got to be there with you, um, or at least making the effort to. For it was drop. it was probably and the most crisp play yeah. of the of the of the game for the Blackhawks, and then there's no. And, and then like so, my question is like, okay, yeah, well they were changing, but why send them even then? Why, why fucking send Sada in then? Uh, alone with it. If Just you're not, keep it in the neutral yeah, zone if you're and, not gonna, and wait for the change. Yeah, wait for the change and go in with the full-fledged offense. Um, uh, there's plenty of rants to be had here. Uh, I'll get a little bit back on the chronological order here. The last moment of scoring in this game, unfortunately, came at the 1855 mark of the second period. Patrick Kane, it was a nice play between uh, Jonathan Taves setting up Brandon Sod in front of the net, who found Patrick Kane open off the side, so um, that will be our one positive here uh, of the night, showtime, uh, with, with another goal uh, a little bit, you know, I guess not waiting 
waiting as much as he did in that goal against Edmonton uh, in, in the patience factor, but still he had to wait and for the goaltender to go down and be able to roof that thing. Um, so that was our one positive there. Uh, Blackhawks in their, uh, you know, a little bit of credit, they did come out and start to dictate the terms early on in the third. I thought they had a couple real nice shifts. Um, a guy that I like to rip on before, but I, I got to give him credit where it's due, was Nick Sealer at the beginning of that. A uh, couple of great keeps that kept possessions alive, but unfortunately, um, you know, th- that's all nice to see in those you know quick developments on plays, but shit, uh, the results uh, are what matter, and the results were not there tonight. Yeah, uh, one thing I noticed too, Johnny, Blackhawks out hit 30 to 9 on the night. Normally the team that controls most of the possession is the uh, is the team that's getting hit the most. Uh, tonight it seemed like the Red Wings had the possession and were hitting the Hawks. Uh, that's not a recipe for success, as we like to talk about yeah. out here. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. I um, mean, you're talking about you know not being able to take advantage of the other team's mistakes. Uh, giveaways, 17 to eight. The Red Wings had 17. Hawks only had eight. Um, it felt like it was kind of the other way around, but uh, you know just the way they classify giveaways, I guess uh, some guys get bailed out when it's a tip-in sort of play, even though it is a direct giveaway uh, straight to a defending player. But um, you know a lot we could rant about here. Um, someone that uh, has gotten some praise uh, amongst. Blackhawks Twitter, but I'm going to call him out. Here's Matthew Highmore. Um, everyone like to talk about his hustle and how he, you know, is always going like full speed all the time. Uh, Seven thirteen tonight. I know it's a product of uh, Jeremy Colleton blending up some lines. You know, you saw the nuclear option with Taves, Kane, uh, and Sod all together at one point. So obviously that's going to decrease minutes, uh, especially when they're in comeback mode trying to do that. But man, um, Matthew Highmore, uh, he does, like you know we talk about guys not being able to put together crisp passes. Uh, seems like when I watch around the league on NHL TV, uh, other teams' fourth lines are at least able to have a couple guys that can you know sauce the puck back and forth. Matthew Highmore uh, not able to do that and ends up you know getting a real <laughs> a real short night tonight, seven thirteen. Um, yeah, I maybe it's just me lashing out calling out certain guys here uh but when i look at this thing it's what did you do for me lately yeah i mean that's that's in any sport johnny what have you done for me lately and and right now uh yeah the hawks are coming off uh, a four game win streak into this one and they lose uh just an unacceptable game against the wings tonight um man this one stings more than than most, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we kind of talked about this. We, we said the Hawks were going to go on a five-game win streak. They fall short of that uh, at four games. I, I really wanted that five-game win streak. You're, you're coming in against, like, one of the worst teams in NHL history. Yeah. In, in, the, in the Detroit Historically bad. They were yeah, eliminated, like, I think the second earliest <laughs> of any team in NHL history from the postseason. Yeah. There, there's a grading curve on this one, but uh, they are bad. Like, yeah. there's no arguing that the the wings are one of the worst teams to ever take the ice um so that's that's why i kind of get to the save the excuses for me here um if there was a chance for the hawks to get themselves back into a point where we could be talking about the playoffs it would have been tonight and this would have been a, a good win for this team uh five game win streak but again the hawks uh, i think it was uh, either scott king or uh or Charlie uh, on Twitter today would talking about how the Hawks have never been a, a good team over a ten game stretch. Well, here you go. It, yeah. it just it, it it this repeats itself. We've talked about the roller coaster on Four Feathers here plenty of times. Uh, this is this is the drop again. So it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. This should have been uh, just a slam dunk win for the Blackhawks and, and continue on the win streak, but. I, I, just 
don't understand how you don't show up tonight. Um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, energy levels, uh, you're talking about that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm looking at guys like, obviously, I think you and I had talked about it, that you can't blame Duncan Keith for too much because he's done so much in his career. I'm not blaming him, but you just see how tired he was on some of those trying to get back. And granted, he's playing a lot of minutes here. Um, you know, he always does. He always does. His numbers are up there. He's a 25-59 tonight, so almost 26 there. Uh, might as well be just one second off. Uh, 426 on the power play. Um, that's another other thing that kind of leads me into it uh tony you know the special teams tonight we had talked about it on our intermission quick videos that we did from the four feathers podcast twitter account um the blackhawks not being able to take advantage of two in the first period um and they finally got another chance at it in the third period would have been a great time uh to you know it sucks that they were even in that position in the first place but there was a time to bounce back into that one they would have um it would have been on the power play and they were not able to do that and it did not look like even uh you know people talk about good looks a lot oh they had over that road trip in Western Canada. They had a lot of good looks, good looks, but they didn't go through. They didn't even have good looks on that one in the third period. So, I mean, uh, just just pissing their pants all over the place, I Tony. Mean, the, the, what was the best look when they had it out on the point and there was, you know, four defenders in front of them? Yeah. That might be the best look because the power play was unable to get the puck into the slot almost like at all tonight. Yeah. And what have we talked about? How how do we score goals, Johnny? Yeah, in the slot, the high danger area. High danger areas, getting the puck in the slot. Uh, we said it on one of the intermission shows. We hate to be those fans from the three hundred level screaming shoot the puck, but tonight, like at least, like they 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 just did not take any shots on the power play to even open anything up. Yeah. Uh, I understand you move the puck around, you try and find the good look, you get the good look, you take the shot. But when you're when you're passing the puck around the perimeter of the zone for two minutes and anything that you try and get into the slot gets just redirected back out of the zone or cleared down the ice or ends up going to a defender. There's obviously something wrong. Yeah. Uh, maybe guys aren't moving around enough. Maybe you just don't have uh, the right chemistry out there on the power play to get something opened up in order to take that shot. And the Hawks have done this for 10 fucking years, my friend. Yeah, it's been true. It's been the same fucking thing that we've watched over and over again. It, it's not a coaching thing. I don't think it's a, a, a... I don't even know if it's a player thing. These are, these are highly talented individuals. You're talking about Patrick Kane out there. I, I don't know what it is about the power play. I don't think any of us are ever going to figure it out. If we, if we did figure it out, we'd have a coaching, we'd job. Have a coaching job. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to sit here and preach and say that I do know how to fix this, but it's just very frustrating yeah. for me to watch as I sit here on the couch and, and watch this team pass the puck around the perimeter and then eventually take a shot that either gets blocked or try and make a, a cross-ice pass with tons of traffic that just gets soaked yeah. up by the defense and cleared back down the ice. Yeah, so I, I just one idea uh, as we're still on the topic of the power play here. Um, obviously, at some point, you know, if the fancy plays ain't going to work out, if you're not finding that perfect lane, uh, like that's the ob- objective when you're passing around the perimeter. That's the objective. If you're not going to find that, you know, Obviously, taking a few shots from the point may not be the worst thing in the world if you can get a screening body or someone flying by the net to give like a moving screen. That would be one thing that I would have tried. Then also trying the office. 
fucking get Dylan Strome right down behind the net. Yeah. Try try to find that little seam then. If you're going for a fancy pass there, hey, what's the worst? It goes past a couple sticks, then Duncan Keese out there to collect it at the point. That would have been my fix. Um, I would have tried to go to the office, the Gretzky office, you know, right behind the net because we've seen that work on well, a few occasions the other, in the past. The other thing, too, is if you get that puck down behind the net, you, one of the defenders can fly up and try and get into the slot for a cross ice or whatever. Just try and figure something out there. They haven't tried that at almost at all. Yeah. And we saw that on a play a, a few games ago where yeah. the Hawks were, were working the puck behind the net and then just feeding it back out to somebody who's streaming through in the middle of the zone. I don't know what you have to do here. Again, like I said, I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm by no means an expert here. But just try something a little bit different because what yeah, you've got going it, on doesn't when work. It's, when, it, yeah, when it's stale, you can't keep doing the same thing. What's the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over and it doesn't work. So uh, I would have liked to see some variated looks there on the power play. But unfortunately, we didn't get it. Uh, fortunately, the Hawks don't get the result that they wanted. Uh, Four-game losing – or excuse me, four-game winning streak uh, comes to an end here. And uh, don't get any easier going forward, Tony, because the St. Louis Blues – uh, are coming to town on Sunday night. Uh, they most recently had an eight-game win streak snapped uh, tonight, surprisingly, by the New Jersey Devils, a team that was big sellers at the deadline. Oof. Um, so that's a that's a bad loss for them. Uh, we talk about playing pissed-off teams. It's cliche as hell, but they are going to get a pissed-off Blues team uh, coming in on Sunday night. And this is also a Blues team that the Blackhawks helped bolster their win streak with uh, by, you know, coughing up two two goal leads uh, back in St. Louis the day after the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, the Blues are a very scary opponent right now for the Blackhawks um, and have been for a little while now. Um, sitting at 40-18 and 10, 90 points on the year already. They are the cream of the crop when it comes to the Western Conference. Um, it's not going to be very easy for them. However, I, I'd like to just shift the tone here for a second the Hawks have played very well against playoff type opponents Oilers on Thursday night so um if if the Hawks are going to play down tonight to the Red Wings I'd like to see them come out and play up to the Blues um and, and just I don't know take a day get rested Play some crisp hockey, like yeah. just take the tape. Like they were in the, like yeah, just, like just, they were from the second period of Anaheim through the second period of Edmonton. Yeah, that was an excellent stretch of hockey by the Blackhawks yes. on all facets. And, and he, I, I just the, the fact that you bring that up, the third period of last night's game, you kind of almost felt the Hawks losing tonight with the way that they played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also the you know the fact that you know any team that's down is going to come surging back. Like the Blackhawks, you know, were down in the third period tonight. There's obviously going to be a push. There's going to be more chances taken from the back end. I get that of it, but I, I agree with you. If they could have at least sustained a little more pressure in that third period, maybe you have some better juju, some, as our guy Buzz would say, mm-hmm. some better vibes going in. Yeah. Um, something like that. Go into get yourself a, game a like third tonight. period yeah. goal last night. And, yeah. Uh, you're, Even if it's an empty netter, you know, that may have inspired a little more confidence here. But, um, you know, they can't do anything about it. Uh, it's already in the past, already happened. Um, like I said, that game will be Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Uh, on NBC Sports Network. Uh, you know, Blackhawks used to be the team that was always getting the national team coverage. Um, well, they're getting it again, but this time it's because of the Blues, not because of the Blackhawks anymore. The times, they are changing. They are a changed already, my friends, um, Blackhawks fans. Uh 
one thing that I would go and look for in this one, Tony, is play with some pride. Uh, the, you know, it's a division opponent, division rival, huge rival. Um, they are the defending Stanley Cup champions. Come out and play your best game against them. You have to. Um, this is another rival game. Uh, I I know that the Red Wings Hawks thing is kind of taking a back seat. If there's a rival outside of the Nashville Predators right now, it's the St. Louis Blues. You got to get amped up for this one. Mm-hmm. You have to. And it, despite the loss tonight, you're still a couple of points away. So it's still interesting enough. Yeah. I, I think for the players in their minds, like they should still have that feeling like we can still do this. You dug yourself another hole. But, you know, if, if we want to go free falling right now. Get yourself shellacked. Yeah. If if you if you want to stay in this and keep keep people kind of interested, keep, keep yourselves people, interested. Keep yourselves interested. It's in your best interest to come out there and play desperate from the time the puck drops. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Another thing, um, I I would play. You know, I talked about playing with pride, obviously, just because of wearing the Blackhawks sweater, playing a team like the Blues, a division rival. Um, I would play extremely pissed off if I were a forward on the Chicago Blackhawks because you gave up leads the last two times that you've played this team uh, like I'd mentioned two different two goal leads pissed away at St. Louis right after the trade deadline a couple weeks ago um, and then back in early December uh, I can remember a game where they played uh, at St. Louis and same thing they had a, ended up having a two goal lead uh, early on in the third period pissed that whole thing away as well um, if I was Brandon Saad I would be out to score 16 goals on Sunday night Tony yeah I mean the, the, we're talking about guys that have had their opportunities to put it in the back of the net and just haven't. You know, you're talking Alex DeBrinkett, Brandon Sod, some of these guys who've gotten plenty of breakaway chances, plenty of opportunities on the power play, plenty of opportunities to just go out there and, and make things happen. Um, you know, you saw the two-goal game from DeBrinkett uh, against, uh, uh, who was that last Edmonton, night? Yeah. Edmonton last night. You got to get out there, and you got to actually just make some things happen. Elevate the puck tonight, and you're talking about a a goal streak. You're talking about a three-two Blackhawks win. Yeah, you're talking about a three-two Blackhawks win. You're talking about a little streak here from Debrinket. Go out there and just do what you've been doing. And just execute a little bit better. Yeah, a little sharper, a little crisper uh, all around. I mentioned Brandon Saad, too, because uh, I'm thinking of games back against St. Louis. And he had you know done the work to get the Hawks leads in both of those games. Uh, and then the rest of the team ends up pissing it away. So yeah. I would be on the asses of my defenseman um, if I were Brandon Saad. I really do. I know these guys, they take it one you know one game at a time, and they have to focus on the one that's just right ahead of them. Well, you got to hope. And, and you got to what, what, you gotta have a short memory is what they always call it, you know. Uh, what you know if it was a bad one you know you wash it from your memory move on to the next one I understand all of that from a preparation for the next game standpoint but when you take a step back and like you said they have a day to think on this they have a day mm-hmm. to stew on it if I was Brandon Saad I would be going and thinking back to those St. Louis Blues games the last two where he did work to help put this team in a position to win and it was pissed away um, I, I would have a seriously a heartfelt discussion with some of these defensemen Say, here's how we got to clean this up. Here's what I've noticed from a forward standpoint about how these guys attack. Maybe you can use that in your approach in shutting these guys down. Seriously, um, they, they need to be helping each other out at this point of the season. So, um, I mean, they always should be. But uh, if you're going to do that, especially against a specific opponent, that would be mine. So, uh, Tony, we're about to wrap this thing up. Give me your stick to click. Stick to click. 
I don't know. I said I was going to go with Kubalik the rest of the year, um, and I'd love to stay on brand, but I, th- I think Debrinkit has been feeling it enough. And like I just mentioned, you elevate the puck, you're looking at uh, you're looking at a goal streak starting for this kid, uh, or at least a point streak. 19 minutes, 24 seconds time on ice tonight. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to see some quality ice time again. I'd like to see him start to light it up. He's got to salvage the season for himself. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think he's got something to play for, even despite the fact that the Hawks are still kind of clinging on to some sort of playoff hope. Uh, I'd like to see him get out there. Um, you know, I think he tied for the team lead in shots tonight with six. So uh, just, I, I really feel like he's going to find the back of the net. Yeah, have I said his name enough uh, for my pick tonight? I- I'm going to roll with it. I might as well. Brandon Saad. Uh, especially since Ron's not on, someone's got to pick Sad, right? Um, but uh, no, I'm going to go with Brandon Sad. He had an assist tonight. Um, he always he plays that style of game and has just the style uh, to his body to where he can play against these big bangers and Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, uh, their, their defensemen there, um, Alex Petrangelo, all of them. Uh, if one guy can use his ass to make create space for himself, uh, get in the good position, it's Brandon Saad. So, uh, Brandon Saad, I'm seeing another two-goal effort against St. Louis Blues um, in this one on Sunday night. So, uh, Tony, final thought before we wrap it up? Uh, just final thoughts. Do you have a, a prediction for this game? Uh, Hawks lose 4-2. Hawks lose 4-2, and Brandon Saad's yep. getting both goals. Yep. There it is from Johnny. Uh, I've got the Hawks going 3-2 on the win. I, hey, I hope you're right. Um, I hope I'm right as well. I'm just gonna. Con- I'm just going with that. Try to speak the it contra- into existence. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just gonna take the contrarian. Yeah. Uh, you know, role here and say that the Hawks are gonna play up to the Blues. Uh, they just lost to New Jersey, and uh, I think that the Hawks will come back out and win this one. And it, just because it's a roller coaster, man. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, it's a roller coaster. This one feels. You gotta have the little blips too. Yeah, not you just gotta the have loops. the little you gotta blip. have the blips. So, yeah. so if this is the roller coaster, you just climbed the the highest peak, I think, for the season because you got yourself back in reach. And just for for the timing essence, we're right near the end. So you get that little fake drop. You're gonna go on a two game win streak here, <laughs> and then you're gonna take the fall. So um, didn't expect when we talked about this about a week ago. That we're gonna have the fake drop. That was the fake drop. Get ready for the the re. You know you're gonna go up a little bit more before you you take the tumble. Yeah. So that that's my prediction right there. Three two Hawks win. All right, well put, Tony. I hope you're right, and I hope I am wrong. But uh, it's good to have differing opinions here. So um, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Uh, we will see you next time around. Uh, maybe a little Sunday fun day action after that Blues game. Hopefully, we're talking about what Tony had predicted a Blackhawks winner. So all right, that does it for this show, Tone. One last time, let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Go Hawks.